You're listening to the System Semi Podcast, episode number 195. Today, we're going to be talking about how to find marketing that feels good. So stay tuned. Pina Colada Day is coming, y'all. We could all use a little something to look forward to these days. And it just so happens that Pina Colada Day falls right on a podcast Friday. So you can look forward to a special solo episode all about branding that day and three lucky winners will be smelling pina coladas in style. So go ahead and DM us a screenshot of your five star review on iTunes to enter to win a pina colada candle. The winners will be announced on July 10th on our Instagram channel. Thanks so much. Hey, I'm Jordan and my business love language is efficiency because who doesn't want to sip pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot. We're here to help overworked one woman shows become streamlined solopreneurs. And now with over 150,000 downloads, this is the System Save Me podcast. Hey, hey, y'all. I'm super stoked to bring this amazing guest to you today because one, she is a super lovely human and two, she will geek out with me about personality assessments, which is like one of my favorite pastimes. And what I love, love, love about her mission and her framework is really centered around marketing, which as Britt knows, we met a couple years ago, I used to hate marketing. And I say used to because I actually now really enjoy it. So it's been quite a a 180 from where I was when we first met. I was like, Britt, I hate marketing. Don't talk to me about it. Like, it's the worst. <laughs> and she's like, it's probably because you're doing the wrong type of marketing. So if that kind of conversation intrigues you, then you are in for such an amazing treat. So without further ado, Britt, how are you doing today? I'm doing so well. Thanks for having me. Yes. So before we dive into uh, your framework and your and all that good jazz, go ahead and tell everyone a little bit about you and your business. Yeah, for sure. So hey, guys, I'm Britt. I am the creator of marketingpersonalities.com. And so just there in the name, you can kind of get the gist of what we're going to be talking about marketing and personality types. And so kind of the background on my business, what it does, it's essentially a website that you can go to right now to be connected with your best marketing strategy based on your Myers-Briggs personality type. So seeing a marketing coach for a couple of years, working with a bunch of different clients and starting to identify, you know, who liked marketing, who didn't like marketing, what marketing tactics, different types of people enjoyed and what types they really didn't enjoy. I started picking up on those patterns and realized that, Hey, if we marry these two worlds together, which they're worlds that I personally have always been interested in. If we marry these two together, what might happen? And it started with a very simple question like that. And what has come of it is marketingpersonalities.com, a website, again, that anyone can go to find what marketing strategy is going to feel good for them to implement and therefore let go of all the stuff that leaves you feeling fake and salesy and saying things like, oh, I hate marketing and actually enjoying it and seeing results from it. Yes. I feel like I am the new spokesperson for 
if you hated marketing and like want to feel better about it and want to do to say that, you know, a generalization that marketing is bad or I hate marketing is just not true. And I love, love, love that you were able to combine really your love for the Myers-Briggs profile as well to marketing and really showcase what is going to feel good to that type of person. And so, you know, what does it look like for, you know, technically your clients' businesses or your assessment folks' businesses before they actually know what marketing feels good to them? Like where are they at? What are they saying to themselves? All that. Yeah. Well, aside from saying things or thinking things like, oh, I hate marketing or, oh, I really don't want to figure out how to run Facebook ads or whatever it is, or I really don't want to, you know, figure out how to post on Instagram things that people are actually going to like, whatever that really what it comes down to before they find marketingpersonalities.com is two things. They're faced with a lot of marketing options. I mean, we live in this world of endless options online and offline of ways to attract new clients and customers. And so with lots of options come a lot of decisions. And we as business owners have to decide, you know, we don't have all the time in the world, right? Like we only have a certain amount of time in a day to be able to market and then not only market, but then sell and then also serve our clients and customers. And so we have to decide what are we going to invest our time, money, resources, energy into when it comes to marketing. And there's just so many freaking options, right? Like it's hard to know what do I, how do I invest my time, money, resources, energy. And then the flip side, the other part of where these people are, yes, there are a lot of options. There are also a lot of people out there. I will call them the gurus on the mountaintop, ready and willing to tell you exactly how to market your business and to absolutely no fault of their own because they are definitely helping some people out there. But what I find happens is that we, you know, we start our businesses, we get into those businesses, we start paying attention and coming across these gurus, these marketing gurus, business building gurus, and they really seem to have it figured out, right? They've figured this thing out. And those people, those gurus are now willing to teach us how they did it, like how to do this how we should be marketing our businesses. And typically that advice comes from their own personal experience, which is great, which is not a bad thing. The hang up though, is that different marketing tactics and strategies are going to feel different for different people. So for instance, there are definitely people out there that absolutely love Instagram. Have you noticed like you found them, right? Like they're on Instagram being like, this is the best thing. This is how to do it. This is so fun. And then there are other people who would so much rather do anything, but figure out Instagram. They just don't like it. And that goes across the board. You know, some people really want to podcast. Some people really want to create videos for YouTube. And then other people don't want to do anything like that. And so while those gurus on the mountaintop, they have really figured something out. They are giving great advice for people who think and feel like them. But if we're not careful, we find that guru and we think, oh yeah, they figured it out. Maybe if I just do exactly what she is telling me to do, it'll all work out. But if that person is not like you and you're not wired the same, 
you might implement their template, their sales funnel, their strategy, their swipe copy, like whatever it is, you might implement all of that to a T and it's still not work because it really just doesn't align with who you are. And so those two things, lots of options and also a lot of, you know, advice, a lot of conflicting advice too coming at you and it can leave you paralyzed. It can leave you feeling extremely obligated. And I feel like the main emotion is just frustration. Like, I don't know how to decide on this stuff. What I am doing isn't really working. And it's just a lot of frustration that I've watched marketingpersonalities.com to alleviate. Yes. Amen to all of that. And I think it is true. Like this should be part of your decision criteria when you are searching for, you know, different avenues to try when it comes to marketing, because I think that, you know, I was not an anti evergreen webinar person, but I just felt like they were so cold. And then I got connected with a group coaching program that I signed up for mainly because of how actually connection oriented the like private training call felt. And I really like highly curated experiences. So I liked that not everyone would get to see the webinar. I liked that I was curating it up front because I accept or reject applicants before they enter because I just, it was, it was feeling too like I'm an open house and people can just walk around with their shoes on. So it's one of those things that you really have to be aware of when you are making those marketing investment decisions. So I love that you touch on, it's not that the guru is wrong. It's not that the business person's wrong. They're well-intentioned. And it's important for you to know yourself, to know, okay, that particular marketing strategy is not going to fit how I operate and it's not going to feel good to me. And that's not a knock against that business person. They are helping somebody else whose personality is going to work really well with that particular strategy. So I love that you made that differentiation. And so let's go ahead and walk through really what it is to find marketing that feels so, so good. Yeah, let's do that. It's so easy. I mean, before marketing personalities, you would have to do a lot of trial and error. And you know that people can find what feels good to them in marketing, you know, if they try a bunch of things and maybe you get lucky, maybe you kind of have always had that marketing North star and you've just stayed focused on that one thing. But typically the the story more is, oh my gosh, I don't want to try a bunch of things. Like, just tell me what's going to feel good for me. And that's what the website does. So step one is I'm going to, people probably are going to be like, I should probably figure out my Myers-Briggs personality type, right? Yes, you're going to do that. But actually where I would start you is to realize that you matter more than your ideal client avatar. And I know that goes so, that like just totally wrecks people, right? Because we've all been told, figure out who your ideal client is. Figure out that ICA, right? And just run after them. Find out where they're on, where they're hanging out online. Go there, be there, do what they want. And it's not a bad question to ask who your ideal client is. From my perspective and what I teach my clients and customers, asking who your ideal client avatar is, is not a bad question. It's just a bad first question. Because really, truly, when it comes to marketing your own business and you being the one that's marketing something, you have to matter 
at least as much as your ideal client, if not more, because where we start, where we build the foundation of your marketing strategy is based on you, based on what you prefer, what's going to allow you to feel good. And that takes us to step number two. You got to realize that marketing that feels good is marketing that works. Okay. Here's why. And this is basic law of attraction, like super basic law of attraction. You feel good when you can get into a space of joy, which is one of the highest vibration energies that you can get to. When you can feel good, you are the most magnetic that you can possibly be. Right. And magnetism is marketing. Marketing is magnetism. We are magnetizing, attracting new leads, clients, and customers into our sphere of influence and into our business, right? So when you think about it that way, you realize that, okay, in order to attract my best clients and customers, I got to feel good. I have to reach that joy point. Now, what I found when I was developing this framework, what I was finding is that that was not the story for a lot of people, right? Like typically it was more like, I hate this. I don't want to do this stuff. You know, so-and-so is telling me to host webinars and I hate webinars. I don't want to do that. Do I have to? And my answer to that is always like, no, you don't have to do anything. You get to do what you want to do. And that's the magic here. Marketing that feels good is marketing that works because when you can show up feeling good, you're going to attract, you're going to be the most magnetic you possibly can be. And we definitely want to stay away from feeling fake, salesy, smarmy, awkward, all those like low grade energy levels. We, we want to stay away from that because as you might imagine, that's going to repel, ultimately repel what we want to bring in. Absolutely. So that's step two. Those are both, you know, just mindsets, really. Have you been dying to create a VIP day or virtual intensive offering, but are stuck in overthinking everything? You love what you do and how you support your clients, but lately it's become, well, too much. You may even be hitting your monthly revenue goals, but you're left completely exhausted. Yeah, been there, bought the t-shirt and the mug. Good news, I've built my virtual VIP day bootcamp that walks you through the nine steps to create and selling a one day virtual intensive. Grab the podcast only pricing of $37 for this two hour training plus tons of bonuses to build and sell your own one day virtual intensive. Since 2016, I've completely replaced monthly retainers with one day virtual intensives and VIP weekends. So join me and stop dealing with the late night slack pings, lacking control over your own calendar, chasing invoices, explaining scope creep again, you catch my drift. Head on over to systemsamey.com slash pod bootcamp. That's P-O-D-B-O-O-T-C-A-M-P and grab the goods. All right, back to the episode. And I think... For a lot of women, do you find that they have a really hard time kind of shifting like, okay, you know, I think as women, we're just kind of used to, and again, this is a generalization. So if it doesn't fit you, that's fine. As women, and I find myself looking at it as, yes, I want my business to feel good and I want to be doing the things that I love to do. And it does feel weird to think about how, you know, Essentially, I have to think of myself before my ICA. And it's like that whole airplane analogy, excuse me, analogy of like, put your own mask on first before you help others. And so like to think that 
you know, yes, it's important for you to know where your ICA is generally speaking or what they're doing. And I think it is so true that when you show up in your sphere, in your power, in your natural ability, there's something to be said about that. People are attracted to that because that's what they want to show up in and as. So if somebody is struggling with that particular mindset shift, do you have any additional ways to frame it or to encourage people around that if they're just like, having a really hard time with accepting that shift because I think it's so counterintuitive to what the industry is saying. Yeah. Okay. So that's, I love that we kind of took a little pit stop here because you're right. It's not always natural to just, you know, flip a switch and say, okay, now I believe that we can talk about it. And then there's true practice behind these steps. I kind of give you the mindset and then it's going to be up to you to practice it and allow it to actually come in because you have a lot of programming. And again, this is a generalization. Maybe you don't, but usually what I find is we in today's society have a lot of programming that says really regardless of gender, even regardless of Myers-Briggs personality type, we have programming telling us that we don't matter more than our ideal client avatar. We don't matter more than the people that we're trying to bring in to serve. And we have lots of programming around, you know, the hard way is the better way because if it was hard, it was worth it. And we don't receive anything worthwhile unless we really struggle to get it. You know, these two seemingly simple steps, these mindset shifts are actually... They're not that small. They're not that easy to shift in people. And so it does come down to practice and realizing that these this is programming, this is conditioning in you. If you really want this to work, it's going to take some conscious reprogramming in there. So something that has helped, I believe, I've tested this with clients and people coming to my website is I wrote a series of, well, they're right now they're in web page form, but I wrote a long piece about this. And what it has done is it takes you step-by-step through realizing how and why your previous programming around these limiting beliefs is something you don't, you no longer want. Like it's your choice. You can either continue choosing one or the other. And so which one do you want to choose? And then it pulls you into, okay, now that we've shifted that mindset, look at what we get to do. And that's finding marketing that feels good and seeing the results from that. So if you're kind of stuck on that, maybe it kind of, you know, intellectually makes sense to you as we're talking about it, but then you get back into your regular day to day in your business and you find yourself still stuck like, ugh, but I feel like my ideal client is more important, or I feel like this shouldn't be as easy as it is. Either one of those limiting beliefs I recommend, and we'll probably, I assume we'll link to this in the show notes, but I recommend you going to my homepage, marketingpersonalities.com, and then clicking on the about link in the menu. That about link will take you to that series of articles that will pull, you know, just explain and give you something to really chew on. We could talk about this for hours too, but like I'm a deep feeling kind of intuitive person. And so in that piece that I wrote, it goes deep into it. And it's really, it's formulated to coach you through these limiting beliefs that might be holding you back from really going for a marketing strategy that, that feels good and really works for you. So that's where I would start. And then, and give yourself grace. Like this is a practice. This isn't just a switch that you flip. Yeah. I love all of that. So I just felt like 
again, whenever I hear something that's super controversial or against the grain, I love to sit with it and really digest it. And so I think a lot of people as they're listening to this are going to have to sit and digest and really think about this because it is a switch, but it's a powerful switch. I will tell you again, Britt can tell you my absolute distaste a couple of years ago (laughs) toward marketing in general, (laughs) but now it's one of my favorite things to do. And so I think there's power when you actually allow yourself to think this way and not think that other people have to come before me. I can't be, you know, comfortable. I have to do hard things because my ICA is over here doing whatever they're doing. It really doesn't have to. And frankly, it shouldn't. <laughs> um, and I don't like to use the word should a lot, but I just really wanted to, to dissect that for sure. So what is, okay, the next step in the framework? Yeah. So finally, With making those mindset shifts, you're really ready to dive into marketing that feels good. And I've made this step super duper easy for you. You really don't have to do that trial and error situation. You just get to go to marketingpersonalities.com, click on your Myers-Briggs personality type, and I will give you how you operate within marketing as your type, like give you some insight into like where you're coming from and how you view this stuff. And I will also give you your, what your best marketing strategy includes. So that part is definitely the easiest part. It's already formulated for you. And then you get to play like with that information. It's truly a tool that you get to choose to use. And with that information, you get to release the things that don't feel good and go all in on the things that do feel good. So that's the easiest part, marketingpersonalities.com. <laughs> yes, seriously. And if you haven't checked it out, seriously, go. I'm an ENTJ. And so I am a part of, what am I, the analyst, right? Tribe, I think. And so, you know, that helps allow me to just like nerd out on the things that I truly enjoy. And Britt has this awesome report that you can upgrade into and it like is such a no brainer. I'm not joking. And every person that goes and gets it DMs me immediately and is like, I feel so seen. And so it is just one of those things that can make your marketing life so much easier. And then therefore, you know, your business much easier. So with that being said, you know, really the tool and I, you know, we talk about tools systems podcast and, you know, I wanted to mention the tool of, you know, once you know what, you know, marketing is going to feel good, you have the opportunity to enjoy a deep dive. I mean, how long are your reports? I honestly don't even know, but, and they're long and like the best way possible. They're like 60 to 70 pages. Yeah. (laughs) We go deep. We go in there. Yeah, guys. And it's up with, I mean, there's like, you know, which I love a good lucid chart, but there's like all these charts and frameworks and all of that stuff for you to then like fully immerse yourself in the right marketing strategies for you. And so I want to encourage you again, if you go to marketingpersonalities.com, links are in the show notes and everywhere to go and upgrade into the full report, because that tool is something that I reflect on when I look at the type of marketing that I want to do. And so I mean, it's such a no brainer and I just want to really encourage you if you are loving this conversation and want to like, just, you know, take a whole Tuesday and just dive deep, like not that you have to, but for me, that's like 
super joyful, then you can and just work through it. So I want to mention that tool, but, and Britt, again, we both have been mentioning her uh, freebie per se, and that is to share what it is that your Myers-Briggs is by going to marketingpersonalities.com. If you have not taken the Myers-Briggs type you know, assessment, then she actually has the link for you to go and take it there. So don't feel like you have to open up a bunch of links, go there, take the assessment, know exactly what your Myers-Briggs is to then, you know, dive deep into marketing personalities. So we're going to have the link to all of that stuff in the show notes and whatnot. But additionally, Britt, where can people find you if you like to jam anywhere on social or anything like that? Let Or if you have a cool blog, let the people know uh, so they can uh, t- fully immerse themselves into marketing personalities. Yeah, I love it. And I'll also say part of your marketing personality type full report, just to be clear, there are 16 different full reports, right? There's one for every Myers-Briggs personality type. So when you get your own full report, it's only speaking to your Myers-Briggs personality type, which is pretty cool. So yeah, I made 16 of those and they're all more than 60 pages. It was a wild ride and I'm glad it's over. So part of that full report, it gives you business books, to read based on your personality type, which is, I consider that a huge tool. Also software and hardware that I would expect you to really love based on who you are, based on your personality type. So if you really want to get geeky with some tools and have them match up with your type, that's in there. That's in the full report. So that's pretty cool. How to connect with me. You know, I am doing a ton of writing over on my marketing personalities blog, which you can easily find on the website. And I hang out on Instagram here and there. I'm in a phase currently at the time that we're recording this, I'm in a phase where I don't really want to share a lot on Instagram, like, you know, put out anything, but I am in there like hyping my girls up, you know, the people that I follow, I'm DMing like crazy. I'm commenting. I just, I love the platform to just be social on. And I'm really loving this season of just, you know, like if I want to post something cool, like whatever, but it only happens every couple of weeks, honestly, and that's okay. (laughs) So you can totally come hang out with me over there. Don't expect any new content, but we could definitely have a solid DM session. Yes. Oh, totally. And actually we did, I don't know, Britt, if you even still have this and I was going to link it up in the show notes, but the like case study of some work that we did together and what that looked like. So you guys can actually see how much I hated marketing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cause it's true. She did not like it. And Jordan, you were a big part of the initial, you know, I launched marketingpersonalities.com on July 1st, 2018. And you and I were part of a, an event January of 2018, where you shared with me that you hated marketing and you sharing that was a huge part of me realizing like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe how this is holding. I mean, I looked at you and I thought this girl is so smart. She's got such an awesome business model. She's got so many great ideas and you're growing and you're doing stuff. And yet there's this energy leak of marketing. And I thought, I want to fix that. I want to fix that for her. I want to fix that for anyone out there who has so much potential to grow their business and do just like totally love their life really. Cause I mean, when it comes to business, business is life, life is business. I don't know how to create a boundary between the two and I'm probably never going to. So I just saw that 
it's a huge part of the marketing personality story. You know, like I saw that and I thought, that's not cool. Like I got to figure out how to fix that. So yeah, thank you for hating marketing, I guess. <laughs> You're so welcome. Glad my hatred could be put to good use. That's for sure. Totally. And so, yeah, I'll link up uh, if I can find it. I don't remember. I don't remember if it was on your podcast or maybe it was a past blog post, whatever. I'll find it so that you guys can really see the transformation. And I think that a lot of people have, and even in, you know, my Instagram and what we're putting out, like people have noticed which is kind of cool too. people who have been following me for a while. So I just absolutely have Brit to thank to one showing me that I can actually love marketing and two giving me the permission to just do what feels really good to me. So that's why it was so important for her to come on the podcast so that you guys all can get some of this goodness. Cause I do not like to hoard greatness to myself unless it's dark chocolate. So thank you so much Brit, for coming on the podcast. I so appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the System Saved Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Saved Me.